Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys podcast, episode seven. We've got a a one verse one podcast today. I've got Callum on the line. How you doing, mate? Yeah, going pretty well, Mitchy. How you going? Pretty good. Pretty pumped to have some playoff action and some some wins on the board. We got some teams advancing past the first round, which is pretty exciting. Getting close to that exciting uh, second round matchups and beyond. Yeah, definitely. And um, we got look a few. A few pretty tight series as well to discuss. Yeah, a lot of exciting things to happen in the playoffs, but also outside the playoffs. Um, now, I was a bit disappointed when I when I couldn't get our friend Michael on the podcast today because we're we're discussing his territory of the NBA, the the bottom of the NBA, the the low standing teams in the draft lottery that happened a few days ago. Oh, it was his um, most exciting day a few days ago. He's been looking forward to that for a while. Yeah, I was telling him that's that's his version of the playoffs. That's the playoffs for the Knicks <laughs> at the moment, and it has been for the last several years. So, <laughs> oh well, we'll have to get his point of view uh, next time he's on. But anyway, we've we've had a bit of action down there. Um, so to recap for those who who weren't following along with the draft lottery, it happened a couple of days ago. Um, probably a few notable things. That the main thing was the the top three. We had two teams jump from outside the top three into the top three. And um, the Warriors, who were had the, the the highest odds for the number one pick, actually slipped down to number two. So um, in the the top three picks in order are Timberwolves at one, the Warriors at two, and the Charlotte Hornets at three. Are probably the the most notable things. Um, what's your takeaway from the draft lottery, Cal? Um, I'm still pretty happy with how everything turned out. Um, un- unfortunate for yeah New York, and I think it was Detroit as well with the two teams to slip. Yeah. So unfortunate for them. Um, it's th- that different odds in the draft now, where everyone's kind of got a slightly higher chance in that lottery to get the number one pick. Yeah, so, they've got that. They've got that like sort of almost. I think it was a three-way sort of. The bottom three teams all have pretty much equal chances to get into that top three. Which I actually I prefer that. I, I don't like like the top team having a twenty-five percent chance. Sorry, the bottom team having twenty-five percent chance to get the number one pick. I I think it's just done enough to sort of discourage tanking a little bit. Um, obviously, you still have you know scenarios where like the Warriors, where you get some injuries coming through. They just sort of throw the season and it's sort of worked out perfectly for them this year um do you think that we've got a couple of teams in there with some big talent already like the warriors and timberwolves do you think that these picks uh, are these teams going to keep them are they going to trade them what I do we think is going to happen with those guys i feel like minnesota i feel like they're gonna have to just pick up someone because they don't have enough talent on their roster now so they're yeah. gonna have to find someone else in my opinion um, but yeah. Golden State's definitely a bit of a question mark. I would not be surprised at all if they do make a trade here. Um, I mean, for the number two pick, they've, they've done pretty well. I know you have the best odds, but as you mentioned, like all the odds have changed a bit. So people have been jumping up and down um, in terms of the rankings. So they should be pretty happy with the second, especially in the drafts, which at this point seems kind of top four heavy. But it's still pretty up in the air. It's a weird draft to have because of the whole COVID thing. 
and um, the prospects itself, there's no yeah, there's no clear number one like there has been for the past few years. Yeah, I guess like yeah, it seems like there's it's from what I can understand now. I'm not a, a draft expert or a scout or anything like that, so um, I'll be doing my research now that the lottery's been announced and I know sort of what teams are picking now but from what I can gather so far is it it seems like a pretty top heavy draft in the fact that like you said it's top three top four pretty clear cut Um, and then after that it seems to tail off a fair bit Um, and from what I understand it's a fairly weak kind of draft there's um, you know you might only get one or two all-stars out of this out of this draft Um, but you know there are always surprises. I, I think I remember Giannis's draft was supposed to be pretty weak, so you never know. But um, I think in terms of like the trades that could happen, I, I keep thinking, yeah, the Warriors should trade it. You know, they're, they're a playoff team next year if everyone's healthy. But I just don't know what that trade is. I guess like like who are, like who's trading for that number two pick and what are they actually going to accept? Like I can't really think of a player out there that is available. Like the one name that came to my head was like Andre Drummond. But I don't know, like if you're the Warriors, do you even do that? I don't know. I think I'd rather just take a young prospect and, um, you know, I'd just roll with that and keep a, a younger core going, have a bit of a future if it doesn't work out. I don't know. I don't really see a trade that I'm, I like if I'm the Warriors out there. Yeah, well, think things could um, change in the next, oh, you know, months or so. So I wouldn't count it off. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided to go with someone. They might go with maybe a, a more, um, a better kind of win now option as opposed yeah. to one of your more prospects um, up there. So yeah. that could be someone but, like James Wiseman. They're throwing up Anthony Edwards as um, more of like a, a, he's already kind of NBA built. So maybe someone like that. I, I don't see them doing anything like Drummond. Drummond, I mean, look, could they use a big, maybe they just draft James Wiseman. Maybe they just look into something yeah, like that. Uh, uh, and that's what I thought. I mean, that's the immediate person that I think of when, like, I see them at number two. I don't think James Wiseman's going number one, um, so I think he'll be available at number two. And that's, you know, obviously you think of the Warriors, you think they've got a big hole at center. So my natural inclination goes just draft Wiseman and, and see what you've got. He's a good, um, you know, rim protector, something that they've always lacked, even when they were, you know, the peak of their powers. But we'll see how it goes. And there's people always make dumb moves, <laughs> you know, like the, the excitement of, of the draft day gets to everyone and people want to get involved and who knows, someone might make a dumb move and send them a really good player and, and they'll be back to title contenders next year. So you never know, but pretty exciting. Um, the, the other team that sort of we'll just mention a bit here was the Knicks, you know, just gets better in Knicks world at the moment. <laughs> they, they, they were supposed to... Let's beat them was, down a bit more. So they oh, dropped man. how many rankings? <laughs> they dropped two. So they were supposed to, you know, they were selected at number six and they've dropped to number eight. Uh, didn't get into the, the top three like many Knicks fans were hoping. But look, I think dropping two spots in this sort of draft, it's not the end of the world really. Um, I think the player you're picking at eight is pretty much just as good as the player you're picking at six. Unless it's a big sort of slide from one of those players. Yeah, unless it's um, like Stephen Curry at seven, like it was years ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that number eight pick really stings for those Knicks fans out there. It's a bit of a cursed number, Look, isn't it? <laughs> maybe they can turn it around this year. Hey, oh, hey, Danilo, Danilo Gallinari was a good player. He's the guy that picked at that pick. He was a good player. <laughs> <laughs> he's not too bad. Yeah, well, yeah, he's no Steph Curry. We'll put it that way. <laughs> Um, I also just like to give a shout out. I completely forgot as a fan that we had a chance at the lottery and we had the, the Grizzlies pick there. So I'm glad that they did make up make the playoffs there, that we got to have their pick. So Celtics picking the lottery again this year. So 
Go the boys. Hopefully yeah, we can... You guys can... actually haven't done too well with those first rounders because last year you had um, Sacramento's. I think, I, think Tatum, I think Tatum would like to disagree with that. I mean, I know, I know that was yeah, a bit of a... Well, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. But like the past couple of years, um, yeah. if you went into last season, you would have assumed Sacramento would have done as well as they did and they finished yeah. 500 and you got a... I think you got like, was it the 13 or the 14 pick again? That's right. Like, yeah. if you actually think about it, at the start of this year, I, I considered Memphis to be like a bottom three team, yeah, um, especially so especially in the West. So trade value. We we yeah, we we could have done a lot better, really. And if we traded the picks earlier, I think we could have got some more proven talent. But it is what it is. We'll see how we go. We're a good team as it is. So that's that's all I really want to touch on from the draft, Laurie. Uh, as we get close to the draft, we'll talk about the individual prospects a bit more. Um, we did, unfortunately, living in Australia. Just missed out on the uh, opportunity to see Lamelo Ball um, here in Brizzy. I know a few of us went to watch the game in Brisbane, and the week of leading up to, he, he had his injury. So, unfortunately, never got the opportunity to watch him here in our home city, which was a bit disappointing. Yeah, but that's right. I would have loved to see some actual like NBA talent. It was like right here for talent. us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, a, a bit of a letdown. It was a big first for Australians over here. It was. It was pretty. I was. I was very hyped for it. So it was a bit of a letdown, but. It is what it is. Hopefully, we might get some more players coming through with the um, college maybe being less of a desirable place for young players to go. That's it. Everyone should come to Australia. We pay well. We got great yeah, people. Come down Everyone under. speaks English. Come on. Yeah. Our coronavirus levels aren't too, low, aren't too high these days. <laughs> Just stay away from Melbourne. <laughs> um, all right. So, we've got a few games and, and some few spicy matchups to, to hit on. We'll, we'll discuss the East um, later. But we've, got, we've got a few spicy matchups going on in the, in the West at the moment. And where better to start than the, uh, the uh, in my opinion, the, the most fun series to watch at the moment, the Mavs Clippers. Um, and I, I was speaking to you before, Carl, and we said we, we'll reserve a good five or so, five, ten minutes here to just to pump up Luka Doncic. Just like we haven't done that enough already on this pod. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, not at all. Like... Um, picking up with that, that game-winning shot. Like, oh, my God. What, what a shot. His fourth game in the playoffs in his career. Um, down one. They weren't even tied. So this was literally if, they, if he missed the shot, they lose. They go down 3-1. Ties the series on a step-back three-pointer jumper. How special is this kid? How crazy? Outrageous, man. Like, 43 points, 17 rebounds. Like, big rebounds, too. Like, timely. Oh, That's what you want in a year superstar, to just pump yep. the boards. Like, that 13 assists. Like, uh, it was pretty Pozingas, Pozingas is out. He's on a bung ankle. Going up against two of the best defenders in the NBA. Like, like, how many things can we say about this guy? And he is still proving it time after time. He's like, like you and I both love Luca, but I'm sure you and I didn't expect this. Like, we had high expectations, but he is even proving us wrong, like, every yeah. single time. It, and like, going into that game, and if you told me, oh, yeah, look, Kristaps is not playing. Luca's 50 50. It was like questionable to be in Yeah. Um, they're gonna be down twenty. Exactly. Like, there's no way. Like, no one expected this. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. The Clippers are too good. They're they're walking away with this W. Like, the yeah. series is basically over at that point. But no. Like, Luca's like, not today. We're, we're playing more. <laughs> we're, we're going. We're going at least six. So, man, that's pretty crazy. Um, I'm pretty happy with my prediction. My prediction was Clippers and six. So the the Mavs have got the two games that I, I predicted out of them. You know, I might even be unders. You know, maybe it goes seven. Who knows? Maybe the maybe the Clippers get upset, and and I wouldn't be surprised at this point if if Luca keeps playing and Porzingis comes back healthy. Um, on the Clippers side of things, um, I want to get your take on on Paul George, who's been 
stinking it up recently. There's no real polite way to say it. He's been a very disappointing player in the playoffs at the moment. What do you, what do you think is going on with Paul? Playoff I P. have no idea, man. Like, I, where has Paul George gone? I'm, I'm honestly just like baffled. The, this playoffs series, he's averaging something like, you know, in, in the low 20s in field goals, like 22% field goal. Like, it's, it's I don't really, understand. Yeah, and it it's sort of come out of nowhere. Like, I, I mean, I wasn't following the Clippers too closely in the bubble sort of games because they sort of locked up their spot pretty early. But I feel like he wasn't doing too bad in the bubble. The like, first no- couple games, like he wasn't shooting amazing from from two-point field goal, but he was, like, splashing heaps of threes, and he was still looking good. Like, they are looking pretty smooth. Um, um, yeah. I honestly, I have, I have no idea. Um, he, he played a lot of minutes, but, like, like three of 14 that game, one of seven from th- from three. Yeah. Um, only nine points. Like, I just, I don't quite understand. Maybe, maybe there's an injury going on in the background. Um, see, I don't know. see a lot of people. A lot of people are saying that, like, saying, like, it's his shoulders or something like that. I, I, I'm not so sure. I feel like... I feel like there's a bit of mental stuff going on here. Maybe, like, this has probably been... Well, definitely, it's been the most hyped team that Paul George has ever played on. So the expectations are really, really high. Um, you know, Kawhi's doing his thing. Everyone's looking at Paul George. He's obviously in a slump. And so, I, uh, yeah, I think that the expectations may be getting to him. Um, I think... Uh, I've watched a few of the games. That it doesn't feel like the Mavs are doing an excellent job like defending him or shutting him down like he's just sort of playing really passive and it's yeah it's a bit a bit strange uh, yeah, yeah I, like I, that's another good point because like the, the Dallas defense really is nothing to talk about like they're, they're not too special this team is very offense based that's why yeah. they're the best offense ever and the best offense in the league yeah um, and it I mean look you got Finney Smith who's an okay primitive defender but I feel like he's spending most of his time on, on Kawhi so yeah uh, I'm, yeah, look, I'm pretty confused. Um, I, I feel like at this point, maybe Kawhi's regretting ditching his yeah. boy Spicy P. The, uh, the memes out there, are, P instead. <laughs> the memes out there are great at the moment. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of them. Like you know, he's dominating uh, Paul George. So he was coughing in the in the bathrooms and things like that. <laughs> they crack me up. Yeah, so I think he he probably misses Toronto right now, and and seeing how well they're going, they're already moving on to the next round. So. We'll see. I mean, if Paul George comes out the next game and drops 40 points, like, are we going to be shocked? I mean, maybe a little bit at the moment, but he's got that in him. And um, Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. Like, surely there has to be... He has to have one standout game. Like, I'm, yeah. Like, he was third like, in the MVP voting last year. Like, he was a legitimate superstar last year and played really well in OKC. Looked completely healthy. So, I think... I think at some point you've got to you've got to expect him to step up, and if he doesn't, that that's going to really be very disappointing for them. Um, are we? What do we think the series is going? Like, how do we think things are going to shape out from here? Obviously, we're tied two-two. There's no home court. Um, I think at I'm, this stage, I'm starting to think game seven. Honestly, yeah, like, I'm I'm thinking of game seven, and I'm still going to take the Clippers because I just feel like. Um, in any high pressure game, you have got to go quiet Leonard. As he's, I think he's the best playoff player there is right now. So yeah. I still back the clips, but I not, I'm not going to be surprised at all if the next get game, um, five and six, they, they just trade again, one and one to bring it to seven yeah. games. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with you there. I, like, I know we we are very much Lukamania on this pod. <laughs> we love we love ourselves and Doncic, but I think also the rest of the Mavs are playing 
basically as good as they can play. You know, Trey Burke, Seth Curry's looking really good. Um, I've seen some really good defense from Maxi Kleber, like of all people. He's he's playing a lot of possessions on Kawhi Leonard and doing a decent a job. And doing a yeah. good job. Yeah, he's doing a good job. Um, so, and, and Boban's coming on, giving them some good minutes. Um, you know, maybe Kristaps has got another gear to go to, you know, if he comes back and, and plays these next few games. Uh, but I just feel like they've... Uh, like operating at their ceiling, whereas I think the Clippers have another gear to go to. Um, so I'm gonna still hedge my bets. I think it is probably um, uh, yeah. I'm probably there with you with a game seven, and I would love a game seven. I'd love to see Luca, Kawhi, game seven. Like the pressure's on the line. Obviously, they're both big game players, so they're gonna bring their best ball. I, I would love a game seven. So. Yeah. Absolutely, I like like that. We haven't. It'll probably be the only game seven in this series, depending on how. I guess maybe maybe Houston um, and OKC have a chance to go there, but it would be good to see. Um, yeah, look, uh, Marjanovic, as you mentioned, yeah, plus eleven in his fifteen yeah. minutes. Like when he's out there, he looks so he's he's just so much bigger than um like Trez has no chance. He, he, they just give it to him and he's he says that weird hook, and Trez just can't even contest it. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, he. he pulls down those offensive rebounds over the um, the smaller yeah. centers of the Clippers. Yeah, he's he's just a force. Um, Trez oh. Harrell as well. I don't know. He just he's not really back um, to a hundred percent. Maybe he's just still trying to find his feet or or whatnot. But he hasn't looked um, very good in a series at all. Um, to yeah, be quite frank. I think so, the Clippers are pretty big, so I, I don't know if this is really his series. Um, he'll have a field day against someone like the Rockets or someone like that, but. Yeah, I just don't know if this is really his series. Um, Lou Williams has looked really good, so he and Kawhi are basically leading the charge there. Um, but yeah, I still think Paul George is going to be the key, and if he can if he can pull his finger out, I think the Clippers get by. Um, if this is just Paul George the way he is now, then maybe they're in a bit of trouble. Um, and and these these Mavs, man, they they they're not like if they were versing any other team, I feel like I would pick them. Maybe not against the Lakers. But I think they'd be top three for me in terms of the the quality of teams in the West. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah totally. I, I, I totally feel like whoever whoever wins this series, um, I'm completely confident that they're going to beat either Denver or Utah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think this is these two are the better teams out of those four. So yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, so moving on, the other we'll go across town into the other LA team, the Lakers, um, who had a pretty dominating game today against the Blazers. Again, we're recording this, um, what bloody day is it? Oh, Tuesday night here in Brizzy time. So um, it'll be Wednesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday morning by the time anyone in America listens to this. Shout out to all our US audience. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think, I think for me, this series, now I, I did pick the Lakers in five. I'm feeling pretty good about that prediction. Um, I sort of thought that the Blazers would come out far in one of those first two games and, and take the series. Um, LeBron and AD have finally started looking really aggressive. Le- LeBron in the last game, AD the game before that. Um, and I like the way that they're like attacking the basket, scoring first, and then looking to distribute after. Um, I think that's what they've needed to do from the start. And I think they're finally starting to, to get into playoff mode. Um, today, the game was over basically by the first quarter, it looks like. They didn't really have an answer for LeBron. Do you think this can go more than five games, Cal? I'm starting to think it's just going to be five. I feel like the Portland Trailblazers are kind of just turning over a bit. And the, the Lakers, they just kind of have their number. Um, defensively, they're looking awesome. And and LeBron has been looking more more in attack mode um, for the past couple of games, which is really this, 
you know, that no, no one on that Trailblazers team can guard him probably. Yeah. You no, know, there, so. And we've said that from the start. There, there isn't someone that you can just put on LeBron and say, stop this man. Yeah, so this really was his series, um, and, and he's proving, you know, he, he's one of the best players in the game today. Yeah, I think, like, especially today, the, the, the Blazers look like they rolled over. Like, once they got down big... The, the game yeah. was not competitive that like at all and and I know I know Damon Lillard exited early with this game he he had a bit of a knee injury I think he got scans that were inconclusive um, so he's gonna go have uh, another set of scans I think it's his right knee um, that's given a bit of trouble so who knows what's going on there um, I mean if he's out then this is done there's there's no way they're gonna win without Dame so um, you know if he if he plays. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if they win one more game, but I'm still picking the the, the Lakers to finish it up in five, take care of business and move on. Um, I think LeBron knows and is experienced enough to not let these series sort of linger on anymore and to get as much rest as he can under his belt. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, I think in five it's pretty much going to be done unless Dan pulls out something special. Um, yeah. yeah. From what you've seen, I guess, in this series and in the Clippers series, who... Like, I'm starting to kind of favor the Lakers. I think that's looking better. Like, I'm actually going to be really? worried about the Clippers. Because yeah. everyone, everyone wants the Battle of LA, right? Everyone of wants course, that in, yeah. in the conference finals. And, and, it, w- and um, it won't be next round. No, it won't be. Like, we, we want that in the finals. That's what everyone's watching. Like, I mean, I'm not going to be um, mad at all if Luke ends up <laughs> making it all that, all that far. But I'm yeah. starting to get a bit worried for the Clips. Like, the Lakers look good, and the Clippers just really don't look... They kind of still look like they're figuring out their team a bit. Because there's so many yeah. pieces. The, the Lakers kind of have an identity. They're defensive-minded. They got two absolute superstars who carry them. Yeah, so, I, I think I think the key... Now, we're jumping ahead a little bit here. This is assuming that these teams both get to the, the Western Finals. There's but nothing I think, wrong with getting a bit carried away. Yeah, no, that's all right. We'll do that. <laughs> I think I think the key for that series is going to be... I know LeBron, I, I said he was the best player in the world. Um, you say Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the world. I, I think the 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 key to that series is going to be Anthony Davis and because you know LeBron's got a tough matchup he's going up against Kawhi they can switch Paul George on him who even though Lucas torching them both at the moment um, they're going to make um, they're going to make LeBron work I think I think it's got to be Anthony Davis and if he steps up to be like the MVP Anthony Davis I like the Lakers Um, it's just about yeah, I guess how much rest they have leading up to it because it's gonna be it's gonna be a real heavy dose of LeBron, AD, um, and how much the other guys can also chip in. Um, but that's just um, how their team works, you know. Like their team is so top heavy; it has to be yeah. LeBron Davis. And uh, I feel like uh, they figured it out, and they've been looking good all all year. They have, they have. Uh, I think it's. I'm still personally still the Clippers in that matchup. I just think they're deeper, and I think the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more that depth is going to be a factor. Um, so I think that the Clippers, I, I believe in them. I think they're going to figure it out. And, and I believe in Paul George. I believe he's going to be at least all-star level Paul George um, and give you 20 points a game. Um, and if at least that happens, Lou keeps doing his things. Montrez brings that energy off the bench. I just don't think the Lakers are deep enough and have enough talent to consistently win against a deep team like that. Um, you know, the Blazers are a very poor defensive team. Um, the Clippers are not. So I think the the others on the Lakers will struggle. And I think, yeah, that's that's my early prediction anyway. I can see it going the other way just based on pure talent. And I think, you know, LeBron and AD could be enough to win four games. 
But um, I'm going to hedge my bets then at this stage. I think, well, to give away my pick coming out of the West, I've still probably got the Clippers coming out of the West and making the finals. Yeah, so. like, I mean, my, my pick was kind of always the Clippers too, but I'm, I'm getting worried, man. I don't know. I'm just yeah, yeah, worried. fair enough. Like, yeah. I just feel like the Clips quite haven't figured out. I mean, they still need Beverly to come back. He's a good energy bunny, just the kind of... Um, and and, and more depth. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shamus, exactly. Shamus looked pretty good. Reggie, Reggie Jackson. I mean, like, and then you got Reggie Jackson defending. Why was Reggie Jackson on on Luca on that? Oh step down? man, like, they, why, they, why they was should he have swapped on then. Like, they, well, they'd been switching it all game, and Kawhi. Like, I was watching that game the last quarter. Kawhi was doing such a good job not getting switched out on Luca and staying on him. And the, there was two possessions that had happened. One where Luca did that 360 layup, I think it was to draw or tie the game, and then the last one. And and I don't know why Kawhi switched. Like he was easily able to get around that that screen. I think he was maybe worried about the time. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, but, it was a mistake. Kawhi honestly hasn't really been guarding Luca much that that series. He, he he guarded him a bit at the end. But I really want to see that match up more. I want to see Kawhi versus Luka go at it. They're, they're, they're putting him in a lot of pick and rolls, and, and they're, they're forcing a lot of switches. And, and Luka's, to his credit, is really smart at getting those switches. Um, and, and they're getting the matchups that he wants. So I, I, I give more credit to Luka than I blame Kawhi. Because I think Kawhi starts on him a lot of time, but they're just playing the switching game. But yeah, look, I agree. Luka is looking amazing. Let's, let's yeah. face it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's, let's move on. We've got another um, exciting series to talk about, the Houston OKC, OKC series. Um, now, I want to I wanna give a public apology to um, a player in this series. I, I wrote him off, uh, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> I basically, I think last He's making I think you look it, silly, Mitch. Yeah, I, know, I look silly. Uh, yeah, I, I, said he was, I said he was trash, I think my words were, and um, <laughs> I, I didn't expect him to have any impact this game. Was uh, he this even worthy to get that six man of the year? Um, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I, yeah, I was a bit salty that my boy uh, Smart wasn't in there, and I still stand by that, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he's he's made me eat my words a bit in the last couple of games. He stepped up and probably is maybe the biggest reason that they've been able to draw to a two-two tie um, after being down o-two. Um, he's like the the bench of Houston is obviously lacking. They're not a very deep team, um, and without Harden doing much, they they sort of struggle. But Schroeder's been been key off the bench and I think that's a big reason for me that they've been able to um, you look at in the first two two games he was not doing much at all and then the last two games he's been playing well and the two W's is the result so I think that's my key and I think if he can keep it up then OKC have a chance however I'm still picking Houston still picking Houston how many games do you think would you revise well, your I've, I've already lost my my pick I had Houston in five nothing to lose then yeah I know so I'm gonna pick Houston in six (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm saying that's that's it I think that's enough I think Harden's gonna put his foot down take control of the series and and they'll get on but yeah I mean we'll see I um yeah look Schroeder I'll just say is he he put up 29 in that first game I sorry game three the first win and then 30 points um today so he he had really good so he had some big shots some some deep threes um yeah, so we'll see you if they can replicate Shea it. finally playing pretty well as well. He's been getting some good timely buckets, putting up rebounds and actually getting a bit more assists. Um, 23 points in, in game three and then uh, like an 18, 12 and six game, which is just a good all-around game um, today. So good on the Shea. It's good to see him step up. Well, what, uh, one, I do love like, some Shea. Yeah, uh, like it's, it's good that he's performing. I like he had a terrible game one and now he's coming back, um, which yeah. is good to see. Well, one, one little thing that no one really saw coming 
is um, big old Lou Dort. Oh, has yeah. just decided to t- step up and just be one of the best the perimeter players in the league, apparently. <laughs> the best perimeter players in the league. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he's doing really well. He is, um, he's he's another bubble guy. Guarding James, like, not many people can guard James Hutt. In, in that game three, he's a, him, him the one one. He, he kept James Hutt in three of 14. The thing yeah. about Dort is is he's a big boy. He's he's a strong strong he's a guy. Solid body, isn't he? Yeah, like, he's like, yeah. A, like a bit of a nugget kind of build. That's right. He's got that low center of gravity, and one of I think we've touched on this in previous pods, but one of James Harden's underrated strengths is his is his strength and his actual size and his ability to like push people off without you know extending the arm and creating an offensive foul. And uh, the old, the big Dort, he um, he's not letting that happen. He's standing his ground. So yeah, he's he's stepped up, made some. Uh, he's not a big scorer, but he's made some timely threes and um, providing a little bit of an offensive punch. Um, whether that will continue, we'll 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 see. Not someone I really had on my radar prior to this season. I, I mean, didn't even know him until he really got into the bubble. <laughs> so. I remember I remember watching some OKC games and just hearing his name and just laughing at it like Dort. Yeah, he just... started a bit of like the the latter part of the season. He yeah, he's getting a bit more minutes. Yeah, he sort of came. Was, is he a G leaguer? He might. He might have come up from the G league even this season or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think it was a late. I think it was an early second round pick as well in, in the draft. Um, yeah, a couple of years ago. But but yeah, look, he, he's doing he's doing a good job. So he's doing everything you can ask of him to guard James Harden. He's doing like one of the best jobs we've seen. So yeah. good work to him. I'm a little bit worried. Just um, I guess with Russell Westbrook. Like I don't yeah. really understand what's going on there. He still hasn't played. There's no like Jevony. Have you had any any updates? So his initial injury was a, a quad sprain. I think was it was that is that right? Yeah, or quad quad strain. Um, I think I feel like Houston are they're trying to get by without him. Um, and I think what Houston wants is for him to get to the next series without needing Russell Westbrook. Uh, obviously, he's a player that relies a lot on his explosiveness and athleticism. He's had injury issues in the past. Um, so I think unless it goes to a game seven or, or perhaps if, yeah, I don't know. I, I think at this stage, all I'm hearing is that he's out, he's progressing well, but they're not really saying much outside of that. So that doesn't fill me with a, a whole lot of confidence um, in terms of, where he's at and a quad strain is it's not depending on the severity it, it, it can leave you out for a long time you know if you were to tear the quad muscle that's like a massive injury and you'd be out several several months um the majority of next season i would say um so it's something that they're not taking lightly but it's they're being very close-lipped about it at the moment yeah and it's sad to not see him so i feel like the one weakness Houston kind of do have in a playoff series was their predictability in terms of like yeah. you know late in the game, definitely. Um, and, and it's that always was been one kind of it has been, and, and that's one aspect Westbrook kind of brought to the table this year, just because Westbrook is pretty unpredictable. No, yeah, no one was, really knows. Uh, West, I don't think I don't think Westbrook really knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, he, he just makes it up on the spot. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, and that's been the X factor for them. And I think you know like they, they obviously traded Chris Paul for Westbrook and all those picks. Um, and say what you will about that trade, I think for at least for this season it has added what they needed and obviously if they don't have that then that trade really starts to sting so and and losing and say they lose to to chris paul and the clip and and okc man that would sting if i was a rockets fan i would i would hate to see that and i'm sure i'm sure um russell westbrook doesn't want that to happen either um so i think yeah 
it's it's tough to tell. I mean, obviously you don't want you don't really know with these injuries, but I, I see if Russell Westbrook does come back to the series, I, I still like the the Rockets' chances. What you you picked um, OKC to win this from the beginning though, didn't you? I said OKC in six, and wow. they've, they've won two in a row. They yeah, do, it's still on the cards. It, yeah. The series is over. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, still on the cards. Um, look, so, I, I just I just got re- low respect for Chris Paul. I mean, I, as you were saying about. Um, Harden and it'd be pretty disappointing but everyone's been paying out Chris Paul for over a decade oh. about how he doesn't perform in the playoffs so and I feel like this would be another taint against his name again so look I'll be happy for him to to win oh. it um, big, big big Chris Paul fan here I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge Chris Paul fan my, my concern was with the rest of the squad but maybe he'll just make me eat my words um, they've, they've done better than I thought they, that they would uh, I didn't think they had the scoring to sort of keep up with Houston but the other guys are stepping up and We'll, we'll see how they go. Gallinari hasn't been too hot recently, so maybe he's got another gear, so we'll see how they go. Yeah, it was pretty quiet today, 3 of 10, so that was a pretty... Uh, so that's, but that's, that's big. If they can win without him actually doing a whole lot, then, then that's, you know, that's something else that they can add to that game. You know, say um, Schroeder doesn't go off as much and scores 20 instead of 30, and then Gallinari steps up, then they might still be able to pull out another win, so... They've they've got a legitimate chance and and they've they've made me sort of raise my eyebrows a little bit and um, see how they go. I think definitely the the next round between these guys and the winners of Nuggets and Utah, like we said, I think this is probably the least interesting series. Like these sort of, what will it be the who would they be versing actually? Well, like, oh no, like sorry, they'll be versing said, the Lakers. I feel like well if. Houston do get back a healthy Westbrook. That that'll change the tides a bit. That that would that would that would definitely change my tunes. It would make a, the next round much more interesting. So, um, for the yeah, sake I of the say game, it's that much of a wash so far. Depends what what Westbrook looks like as well, and then may, you can make it a bit of a wash. But yeah, yeah. As we were saying before, that um that Clippers Mavs matchup, I feel like yeah, whoever wins that is going to the conference finals. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think for the sake of the game, I, I hope. Russell Westbrook comes back and and Houston move on and then they can Me too. they can they can challenge the um, the Lakers a little bit I think um, yeah yeah absolutely it'll definitely be interesting and to see how they how they handle Anthony Davis and, and that uh, yeah so we we might move on to the last um, series in in um, the West Utah versus the Nuggets we've got a couple of point guards battling out um, you've got a you've got a little stat there about Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, well, um, well, it's the first time ever in history that you've had uh, two players go for fifty in a playoff game. That so, that surprises me. Does that surprise you? Um, well, like, dude, going for fifty is hard, man. Yeah, I guess. I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like. And for two players to do it in the same game. Like, yeah, I feel like one once that would might have happened, but yeah, shit, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it, was, then, it was exciting to watch as well. Like Jamal Murray when. Um, when he looks, when he gets hot, Jamal when he's Murray on. is really good to watch. Like he makes some really tough shots, and he, and he makes it so smooth. He makes it look you, pretty cool. You get you get glimpses with Jamal Murray of like this special kind of player. Like I get, I don't know about you, and I might be going a bit overboard here, but I get I get like little Steph Curry kind of vibes when when I watch uh, like a hot Jamal Murray. I, I think that's fair. Like when he when he is like hot, like putting up that fifty points. I can yeah. totally see a bit of Steph because he's he's athletic too, crafty under the basket like Steph. He's got those dribble moves. He can like yeah, shoot, shooting off the dribble um, is is probably the main reason why I make that comparison. But yeah, I I really like him and he. These young players are really stepping up. Like like these two, Luca. I've seen some people like like make the observation that you know being the big break, we're seeing like these young players 
in what would be their next season version, you know, like the 2021 version of Jabal Murray, which I think is is kind of fair, you know, and especially if they've, they've had the facilities to sort of work on their game with, you know, it's been four months. That's basically an off season. So who's to say that like this version of Jamal Murray and this version of Donovan Mitchell isn't just who they are now? Um, so, um, yeah, the, so the it's pretty... The against Jamal Murray is um, it's just the consistency. Yeah. Know? Like he put up 50, maybe he's going to go for 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, well, that's what I need to see in here. Yeah, that, that's right. That, that would make, that would solidify him as like a, like that perimeter sort of borderline all-star guard in the West sort of level for me. But yeah, yeah I see he hasn't shown that as like yet. Nightly basis. Yeah, especially this series. He's been yeah. been doing really well. Obviously, he's, fact, he's, um, he's the, in terms of players putting up two 50-point games in a series, um, oh, sorry, in, in an access of playoff season itself, you've only got Michael Jordan, Alan Iverson, Wilt Chamberlain, and now Donovan Mitchell to put up two over 50 games. Yeah, shit. And it's in the same series. So yeah. I don't know we can look that up, but maybe it's the first time it's happened in the same series, which is pretty damn crazy. That's that yeah, that's fucked up. Like that's that's some elite company right there. And um for a young player like Donovan, man, those are big names. Um I, I think since last time we spoke, we hadn't had a Mike Conley sighting yet. I think this is he's played the last two games, obviously. Um the first game he played Came in, bang. I think, what did he have? 27 or 29 points in that first game. Shot very yeah. efficiently. Shot, was, shot that three really yeah, well. Yeah, the, the three was was very, very, very on fire. Um, so he's been a big factor. Um, I went against you guys and picked Utah in seven. I'm feeling pretty good about that pick. I might might even wish I went <laughs> they are Utah three in six. Up, so I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, I, I maybe wish I went Utah in six, but I, I we'll see how we go. I still think that... that Denver can come back and win a couple of games here and make it interesting. Uh, I definitely don't think that seven games is out of the possibility. They've been close most of these games. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are you starting to get nervous about your, your your Nuggets pick? Yeah, I'm pretty nervous. I'm, I'm starting to think it's going to be Jazz in six is probably going to be my prediction. I reckon maybe Denver take the next one and um, Utah just steal, steal the deal in that game six. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting good performances. I feel like Rudy Gobert actually has been playing really well against uh, Nikola. So yeah, Jokic, he, even though he actually played pretty well to um, in the last game, yeah, um, I still feel like um, just the length of Rudy kind of puts a, a bit of his game. It, um, it, yeah, he's, he limits him to, to yeah he limits him a bit more to the perimeter, which I think is uh, you know he's a decent perimeter shooter as a big man, but it's definitely not where he wants to be, and I feel like he can do less facilitating from from out there. Yeah, he um, put ten three pointers up last game. Yeah, that's which is a lot. Unusual for him. I think. I think what he's trying to do is is take Rudy Gobert outside the paint, and I can understand that game style. But you know, thus far, I think Rudy's doing a good enough job to sort of limit his impact. I know. I know the stats are still pretty solid for Jokic, but I think his impact has been um, limited by by Gobert. I think they're happy with what what that matchup is doing at the moment. Um, one, one thing that, that might swing the, the tide in, in Nuggets' favor, Gary Harris has been upgraded to questionable for Game 5. Um, so he hasn't played, obviously, yet. So he's definitely someone that can, you know, get hot pretty quickly and is a good defensive guard as well. Another another sort of look that they can throw at Donovan Mitchell. Um, whether or not he'll have, like, a minutes restriction or something coming back in, who's to say? But 
they're definitely welcome Gilmore, uh, Gary Harris coming back I, with their side I feel like they've been missing him a lot this this series hey, because like no one can guard Donovan Mitchell no they don't really um, have anyone to, to throw at him I mean you got Torrey Craig or um, yeah, I mean, Torrey guess, Craig he only played 18 minutes in that yeah like, they, he, they he doesn't offer much doesn't have a much offensively they went a lot more of that uh, Monte Morris um, yeah. option, which and he's his seed defensive leaders can't really do anything either. He's so a bit small. He is. So Donovan's is having a field day. Yeah. Um, Gary Harris, he he he's a capable defender. So they definitely are missing him. If he comes back healthy, that'd yeah. be great. And obviously, Denver don't have the uh, they don't have the rim protection like a like a Rudy Gobert or someone to like protect the rim a bit more. And I know Donovan's playing really well from the perimeter as well. He's shooting really well from three point line, but um. Just having that option to sort of get to the rim a bit more freely with a with a team like the Nuggets, um, there's always sort of been my concern with them. Like they, I mean, they've got they've got their you know Jeremy Grants and I don't know. You, I, I wouldn't really call Paul Millsap a rim protector, but I think they're yeah. He's still a good help defender. Yeah, he's serviceable. He's, he's getting a bit old now, but yeah. I mean, he put up two blocks in the last game. He, he he's serviceable at that end. But I, I know what you mean. Like you, you anchor of your defense, like Rudy Gobert. When he's in the paint, people are intimidated. People don't it's really such, want to go in there. It's honestly, I think it's such a difference maker. Like even even just the, the shots he changes. I'm, I'm a big fan of Rudy Gobert. Obviously, I actually had him in my top 15 players. Um, I didn't have Donovan Mitchell. Might want to make yeah, that swap, Mitchell, swap now. <laughs> but, um, would you make a trade? Would you make a trade off revising that pick? Up from yeah. From these big performances. Actually, would I? I probably would. I, Thank I'll, you. Honestly, I, I think I would. I think I've Enjoy seen my team. I think I had Donovan close enough. You know, around that fifteen to twenty, anyway. Um, and yeah, I'll probably I'll probably pull that pin, and I'll I'll say I'll, I'll make that swap. I think Donovan's proved that he's probably the best player on that team now. Thank um, you, thank you. I, I, I can't was... deny the man who's scored two fifty-point games in a series. So yeah, well, look, him, Michael Iverson, and Wilt. So yeah, big names. <laughs> Good foresight by you there, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did the same with Tatum. You know, you know, I've got an eye for these kind of things, dude. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are hating on my quiet pick, but we'll, we'll see how that goes later. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of um, good foresight, the the uh, the ball boys, we're we're currently one on one for our awards picks uh, with the the news 100%. of Nick Nick Nurse, Coach of the Year. Uh, we all called it. We all had him as our number one. I don't think there was much debate between us. Uh, really well deserved, I think. Um, your thoughts there? Yeah, I'm happy for Nick. Um, as I kind of touched on a few pods ago, it really should be his second coach of the year. Yeah. Um, but um, look, he, he got the award. Um, I think I honestly think he's the best coach in the league by far. Like, I think he's awesome. Pop's taken a step off a bit. I think he's a little bit older and doesn't commit as much as he had. And um, I, look, I there's no one else I think really even that close to him. Like, would you say... Brad Stevens is. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's, that's 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 the name I was going to throw out there. I know I'm a Celtics fan, but uh, but I, I'll I would take Brad Stevens over Nick Nurse. I think at this stage, oh, yeah. Well, look, I know I know he's getting the Coach of the Year award here, and but that's that's a regular season award, and I feel like the award is there a bit based on expectations of what the Raptors were going to do. Obviously, they lost Kawhi. Uh, I'm not. I, I think it's yeah, a, there's a bit uh, of the storyline aspect, yeah, isn't it? The, and, and that's what happens with these kind of awards. I know, like, the media votes, and they sort of drive the narrative. I think it's definitely deserving, and I didn't even have Brad Stevens in my top three for Coach of the Year because I think they're just sort of doing what they're supposed to be doing, the Celtics, at the moment. Um, but, you know, say they were players and I was, like, trading them, I, I don't think I'd trade Brad Stevens for Nick Nurch. Yeah, interesting. I definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't even think about it. 
<laughs> okay, like that. <laughs> not even, a, not even a thought. Not even a thought. Really? Oh man. Oh, maybe I just love Brad too much. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got an emotional attachment to him. I've seen him, I've seen him drawn up that many plays to get the easy, crucial bu- bucket at the end of a timeout or something like that. That I don't know. I just, I just love me some Brad. Like Nick Nurse, he just brings. I feel like everyone has maximized him, and, and we would say that about Pop. You know, five years ago with that Spurs team that won the title. Yeah, and and well, previously as well because Pop's been doing it for for years. But um, I don't know. Like every player on that team, I feel like is, is overperforming. Like yeah, yeah, fair yeah, enough. If, if I could ask you a question, just this out of the blue, like how yeah. how many points do you reckon Norm Powers averaging this season in the, in the regular season? Uh, in the regular season, yeah. I want to say fifteen. What he's it, putting up sixteen points a game. Ah, he's gonna like go coming ah. off the bench. So like, it's just yeah. like contribute like contributes like that. Yeah, like every player just kind of steps up. Yeah, um, yeah. He's just I don't know. He maximizes everyone. I, I, he he's definitely deserving of the award. In, so in saying that though, like the Raptors have some talent, and and I want to give some credit to the players as well. I mean, I know Nick Nurse has put him in good positions and things like that, but they've got some talent, you know. Like, and they're they're, they're a relatively young team, so you know, Norm Powell. I've I've had my eye on Norm Powell for a couple of years, and and he's he's the kind of player that can he can get a bucket. That guy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying like I, I love me some Nick Nurse. We we love Nick Nurse here at the Ball Boys. But Brad, I don't know. He's got a, he's got a special place in my heart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good on good on Nick Nurse. He was very humble when he accepted the award though, which I which I really liked. Threw it back over to his players. So I always like that in a coach. That's a classic um, coach move, isn't it? Yeah, love it. <laughs> Love it. I'll never get sick of it. <laughs> and he's, he's pretty young, isn't he? So he'll be there for a little while. Oh, yeah, definitely. He should yeah. be around for a while. They've got a bright future over there in Toronto. Um, so obviously, we, we've had a some, I would say, pretty mundane series over in the East. We've I, I didn't even predict this. The, the Celtics swept the, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I had them in six. Um, I think you guys both had them in five. Yeah. Um, but what do we? We'll talk more on the Sixers to start off with. Obviously, we, we've had news already. Uh, we've had a Woj bomb uh, that uh, Brett Brown is no longer the coach. About time. Yeah. So he, he was definitely one year too many. I think. You reckon? Yeah. I think. I think. I, I probably agree. I mean, I, I think Brett Brown has a role as a coach in this league. I just don't think it's with the the 76ers like for example would I rather if I was a New York Knicks would I rather have Brett Brown or would I rather have Tom Thibodeau give me Brett Brown 100 times out of 100 um, <laughs> you're, you're a Tom Tibbs hater though to be fair yeah uh, I just I don't I don't know what the Knicks are doing with it I, well, maybe maybe Tibbs is a role on like a playoff contender but not on a team developing um, I think Brett Brown's probably a better talent developer coach well, why than, didn't the Knicks just wait, like hold off like oh, tell, people tell me about like it. Alvin Gentry was already fired as well. Brett oh gone. my god! Don't get what me about the, um, the Brooklyn Nets coach? I was well. I was just about to bring that up. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny um, Atkinson. Yeah, like he's a good coach. He's a great coach. Uh, I'm actually I had in my little notes here on today's pod um, replacements for Brett Brown, and I I wrote down Kenny Atkinson as a, as a potential replacement for Brett that, Brown. Um, yeah, look, I, I would actually I'd like to see that happen because because be I, I like I like the way that Kenny Atkinson works the offense and he's he's been able to to run a really effective offense in Brooklyn with you would say subpar sort of pieces um, he's definitely like that run and gun kind of coach um, emphasizes a lot of three point shots um, which I think would be very welcomed in Philadelphia in Philadelphia um, I think especially in this series their like offensive schemes got really stale like they would just be all right come down dribble down throw it to him. they didn't even have anyone that dri- like it was a pretty ugly series I, like, I know, they didn't I know. Really have anyone yeah. to dribble it like 
yeah, I mean, no, but you, yeah. yeah, you you go on. Yeah, I was just yeah. I mean, they had some talent. Like Josh Richardson's I, I I rate Josh Richardson. Do you know who they did miss? Trey Burke. They yes. let Trey Burke go. They signed him at the start that was of, the, a of the season. Why did he's, they let go of him? He, yeah, would, he would have made a difference in this series for sure. Yeah, the way he's playing over in uh, Dallas. Yeah, and just they, the fact that he can actually dribble the ball. Like they don't really have a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, no disrespect to Shake Milton. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, come uh, on. Shake Milton. He's not really a point guard. Let's, yeah. Let's yeah. No, not really. The man um, got one assist in that game. Okay. They're definitely they're definitely built around Ben Simmons handling the ball, aren't they? So they didn't really have a plan B once once Ben went down. Um, so yeah, do, do you have any sort of suggestions for a replacement for Brett? Um, I like your Kenny Atkinson. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, otherwise, one thing in the background, Dan Tony, this is his last year in his contract. Is so it really? He he could be on the move. Dan well, depending depending on how they go, like say they lose to OKC, yeah, you never know. Like, Coaches, I think him and Ben Simmons would get along pretty well. You reckon? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see Ben Simmons trying to shoot threes in, in a Dan <laughs> well, <that>, Tony system. <laughs> well, obviously, well, yeah, look, he's been shooting threes in videos, bro. He's been doing it for years. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till I see an actual, actual NBA <laughs> game before I believe it. But, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's a pretty spicy pick. Uh, uh, the fan and he would love to see that. I would actually, that would be really fun to watch. Um, just, I think they would have to make some moves and, and make some like, trades, get oh, some if, shooters. If, they did, if that did happen, they'd, they'd have to trade Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid for Bradley Beal. Okay, all right. With all Dan right. Tony as a coach. Hold, hold Am the I phone getting here. too carried away? <laughs> hold the phone here. What? <laughs> Traded Embiid for Beal? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, so, okay, let's lead into my next question. Do the Sixers have to make any moves? You seem to think so. I'm Before this playoff started, I was like, oh, look, you, you need to give it one more year. I still feel like you probably should give it one more year, but at the same, I'm kind of 50 50. Like, yeah. I, I and I feel like if you want to get rid of one of them, it should be Joel. You get rid of Joel. Really? Like, okay. It's kind of like it's kind of like hard over head. Like, I feel like my heart says go Ben Simmons. I feel like he's just got more like trade him or no, like no, like as in keep him. Like go yeah, okay. as your star. Um, in terms of trading, I feel like Joel. Like even even in this series, I mean they got swept and I yeah. mean he's playing big minutes, but I feel like he'd have a big first half. And then he just well, kind what's, of hit, hits the wall in the second half. It happened every every game. Um, I'm just going to look a little search here. I want to know what his contract situation here because he had he had some um, some choice words to say after their loss. Um, just I think he's still little... got a couple of years. It's in yeah. the like 20 millions, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, they're locked in the Ben. Ben's got a didn't he get that contract Ben's, extension? Ben's there for ages. He's there for five years, I think. Yeah. Um, so his contract is up. In 2023, that's Embiid. So he'll be an yeah, unrestricted so free agent there. So we've got yeah, one, two, three, three more seasons on his contract. So yeah, um, yeah. So, wait, I don't talk know. about contracts. Actually, I think um, <laughs> Tobias Toby, Harris now Toby Harris? the two, two of maybe the top the, five the worst <laughs> contracts in the league. <laughs> like, yeah, well, you've like, got yeah. yeah to be honest, it's like them and Andrew Wiggins basically <laughs> that are up there. But it's pretty shocking. Oh, yeah. there's other names up there. But, I um. um Look, when it happened, uh, I was as a Celtics fan. I was happy that we were not going to give Al Horford that fourth year. Um, I think he is definitely over the hump, um, and I, I the really man's a center. He's, like, he's a center. How, how much longer do we yeah. do this experiment with him and Joel yeah. Embiid? It doesn't work. The, the whole league is going smaller, and and yet the Philly, the seventy sixes they go on bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's just no shooting and just bigger. <laughs> Let's just get bigger. Like what 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 are we doing? Um, 
and yeah, so I, I guess you can't really, you probably, there's limited things you can do with that contract, can't you? Like, it's not like you can get anything of worth from Toby Harris. So I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. I just don't see them getting assets back now. I feel like they're just locked in with, like, who's going to trade for Al Horford on that, on that contract? Not many players. No, probably no one, actually. <laughs> I think after this year, it's about like three years, 80 million left or something. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't really see anyone of note trading for him or, yeah, or the Sixers wanting to do a trade that actually gives them anything back. But I don't know. I, I'm probably still in the mindset. I don't, want, I don't want to trade Embiid or Simmons yet. I feel like they... Give it, give it one more year? If it doesn't work next year... Give it, give so it one more year. Go I, I, want, I want to see them... The second round. I want to see them in a better offensive system. Um, and see if they can work something out that way. I want to see if they can maybe do some like just little tweaks around the edges of their their team. Like get some, see if they can find like a Carl a, a Carl Corver or a, like if you actually think about it, they had before they made all these trades, they had the makings of a great team. You know, you think about like some like a Furkan Korkmaz or. like all, all these other players, like even like a Robert Covington and and all these other guys. They fit their system Landry way. Shammett. Landry Shamet, like all these guys, actually fit their team way better than the than the the team that they have now. Like I feel like they got really trigger happy and they didn't trust the process. Cal, like I know I know the whole thing was <laughs> trusting the process, but the second that Sam he got tra- got fired, I feel like that's the moment that the Sixers lost. You know, that, that's when they lost this series. They, they like I know we were talking like three or four years ago, but. Like I reckon, if they trusted the process, they kept their talent together. They like because they had talent that fit. Whereas I feel like now it just doesn't fit. It's not a cohesive team. So I think yeah, like I a, think a, a I want to make went out there. Yeah, I was just, just trying to get those stars. You know, like yeah, Toby Harris and just and names. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, um, and I and I feel like that you need yeah, the role players around those two stars. A hundred percent. And we've learned that from you know teams like the Raptors, um, even like the Clippers are trying to do that now. Um, I think that's where I, I want to see more moves happening in the front office than, and then and then maybe like some small little pieces that fit better. And that's where I think the sixes can. You can want make Elton some Brand moves. gone? It sounds like you want Elton Elton out of there, dude. Yeah, I want Elton Brand out of there. Is what is Kine- uh, What's his name? Bloody Colangelo. Is he still there? Is he still pulling strings? Oh no, no, he's gone. He, oh, he he's had gone. The, those weird um, controversy with him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like his fingerprints. Oh, they sending messages. Oh yeah, I remember that actually. <laughs> Jeez, what a time! But I feel like his <laughs> his fingerprints are still in there. So yeah, I want some front mo- front office moves done, and and maybe you know hiring a good coach. And who knows? Maybe they can do like what Milwaukee Bucks did, you know, a couple of years ago, where they held their players, they got a good coach and coach Bud in, and the next year they're they're actually playing systems that fit um, their talent. So I, that's what I sort of want the the Sixers to do, but who knows? We'll, we'll still, they're still young. Their stars are still young. Yeah, but like when you're stuck with that Toby Harris and Al Horford contracts, I don't know. It's like they're know, bad players. Yeah, it's gonna I be. Know. I don't know. It'll be interesting in the future. They're, they I, are I limited. You got to run it back one more season, see how it goes. Otherwise, I'd, I'd be trading one of them, and I'd, I'd probably go with Joel Embiid. Yeah. Okay. Like, run it back, boys. Get a new coach in there. See if that can do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely. I'm definitely on the the run it back one more one more time. Um, we might we might start to wrap it up there, mate. Um, one thing before we we head off, we've obviously got some some series one series locked in stone. We've got the Celtics versus the Raptors. Uh, I just wanted your quick sort of two minute take on on what do you think that series is going to happen and what's going to go down. 
it is going to be an exciting series, first and foremost. Um, you got two pretty good stars who are going to be, they should be guarding each other for most of it, and, and Jason Tatum and Spicy P, Pascal mm -hmm. Siakam. Yep. Um, two great coaches. Yes. Um, Brad Stevens, Nick Nurse, that debate we had beforehand. Yeah, so our two favorite coaches. You got a, you got a good lineup there. Um, it's, it's a shame Gordon Hayward's out. I think that will hurt the Boston Celtics. Yeah. It could cost them the series. Yeah. It could. Um, but it, regardless, I think it's going to be it's going to be a deep. Um, it's going to be a pretty pretty long series that one for sure. I, I don't. I can. I honestly, you could flip a coin at this point. Is is kind yep. of like my point of view, and I feel like it's going seven games. Okay, gun to your head. Who who wins? Gun on my head. Who wins? I'm gonna have to go with. I'm gonna have to go with Boston Celtics. Oi, so you say Celtics in seven? And and that's because I think, and what I brought up kind of last podcast is I feel like the Raptors just don't have that, you know, tier one superstar to yeah. get them over in, in a game seven. And yeah. I feel like Jason Tatum can do that. So yeah. I'm gonna take Boston Celtics in seven. Okay. Uh, but as I said, it's gonna be close, man. Like you you. You could flip a coin. It's going to be a tough series. Yeah, uh, uh, we're in sync. Um, I'm picking the Celtics in seven as well. Um, pretty similar reasoning. I think I think Tatum's the best player in this series. Um, I obviously, I, I really admire what um, Pascal Siakam's been able to do these last couple of years, improving constantly. Um, I feel like this is going to be a battle of... Uh, coaching this series um, a defensive sort of struggle some of the two better defending teams that we've had in the bubble um, their teams are sort of they're pretty they're built pretty similarly in terms of like we've got a couple of good guards some good wing players a bit of lack of depth at the center position um, where I see the this Raptors have a lot more depth though, they, they have more depth but I, I, it's not obviously where their strengths are I think um, you would say that you know you've obviously got Kyle Lowry uh, Van Vliet and then on the wings you've got um, OG and, and Pascal I would say would be their best players um, and similarly you've still got Marcus Gasol and Ibaka Norm yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going off Marcus Gasol at the moment I know he's, he's, a, he's a veteran guy but I feel like he's he's in that Al Horford sort of zone where he's he's getting over the hump so he's definitely over the hump but um, he's still serviceable yeah, and, and that's fine. Like he's, he's serviceable, but I don't know if he's going to be the difference maker in this series. Where I see that the Celtics getting a little bit of an edge is I think that um, they've got sort of the the matchups to defend some of the guards for Toronto really well. You know, you've got I, I can see us putting someone like um, Marcus Smart on a Kyle Lowry or Van Vliet if he starts going off and shutting those guys down. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll even see Jalen Brown switching onto one of those guards, put a bigger body on them. Uh, maybe Kemba can rest and guard OG, who's less of an offensive threat. Um, so I think defensively, uh, Marcus Smart's going to be a key. I think this is the series that Gordon Hayward really hurts the Celtics, though, to counter-argue that. I think they're really going to miss that, that other big wing sort of guy and, and that that extra scoring punch. Um, but we'll see how we go. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got Celtics in seven. seven. I think it'll be a great series. Um, I just hope that Tatum can do enough to edge them out, push us into the, yeah. the conference finals. Yep, um, I'm going to put my money, as I said, I'll put my money on, on the Celtics. So, um, And that's mainly going on Tatum. I think I think he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's going in pretty hot as well. Like, he's looking pretty damn good. One thing that I was I was very impressed with the Celtics, I think it was game three. They proved to me that they're able to win ugly. You know, Tatum was in foul trouble a lot of that game. They didn't score very well, but 
Um, they endured some runs from the the 76ers and they they able to they were able to grind out a win and I think that's really important for a team to be able to do that and win defensively as well as offensively so I can see some games going that way in this series in particular and I've, I've got an evidence from the Celtics that they can win in a game style that way so I like that as just like a little extra point for the Celtics so We'll see how it goes. Very excited. It starts Friday, our time Thursday over in the States. So just around the corner. That's it. That's it. That's it. And um, before we finish, I just have to touch on my Miami Heat, who um, swept. Yeah, the that's the third, the third so, sweep. Yeah. That's it. I don't think anyone, else, it. So none that, of us called that. So we'll see who they verse in that second round, yet to be confirmed. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe the Orlando <laughs> could Magic. Could it be um, the Orlando Magic? I Oy, here we I'd go. I'd like to say I think the Miami Heat would take care of business of the yeah. versus the Magic. We'll, we'll, touch on, we'll touch on that a bit more once things are 100% locked in. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll have a big you know, Game 7 Bucks Orlando to talk about next pod. We never know. Don't write off Fusevich. One-time <laughs> All-Star. Big boots. <laughs> All right, well, we might call it there, um, guys. Thanks you for, for listening again. Um, like like we say every time, give us a, a five star rating if you've got a, a an Apple iPhone, and if you have any mates who are into their NBA and, and are watching these playoffs at the moment, let them know about the pod. Um, we're always looking for new new listeners, and um, just let your friends know and, and spread the good word. Um, and we will see you next time with more basketball talk about. See ya.